we're confident in talking about Shinta's change agents as a design thinking social change program. It was really kind of amazing like what they were managing to come up with. We would be thrilled to have the opportunity to take part again. Students as Change Agents, also known as SASHA, is a programme run by the University of Edinburgh. It brings together students from all disciplines and degree levels, with organisations facing huge economic, social or environmental challenges that they would like the students to brainstorm. I'm Kim McAllister, and SASHA is one of many projects linked to the new hubs for the Data-Driven Innovation Programme at the University of Edinburgh and Heriot-Watt University, as part of the City-Region deal. This podcast is one of five exploring such stories. One Sasha partner is a charity called Under One Roof, which offers impartial advice on maintenance for apartments. I spoke to three individuals who'd worked on this project to find out more. Hi, I'm Jazz. I'm the Communications and Engagement Officer for Under One Roof. My name is Mike Efron. I'm the Chief Executive of Under One Roof Scotland. Yeah, hi there. My name's Al Lawley Powell, and I'm currently the uh, Program Manager at Students Change Agents at the University of Edinburgh. We're here to talk about the SASHA project, which is the Students as Change Agents, which I just love. So, Al, do you want to start by giving us an overview of how this came about and how it works? Oh, well, sure, yes. Yeah. So, back a few years ago, when the City Deal came up as an opportunity at the university, one of the things that was kind of like missing in the immediacy was kind of, well, how can students benefit from this? And with the DDI office kind of opening up, it was Ruth Donnelly, who's an assistant director at the Career Service, that kind of had this vision that we could create students as change agents and use data to have like a social impact, but using students to kind of go through a process in order to kind of create it. So, skip forward three, four years, then here we are, um, talking about Under One Roof's participation in Programme 8, as it was, and we're confident in talking about Shinta's change agents as a design-thinking social change programme. It's a skills programme for students. It's absolutely any student that comes along and joins the programme will develop a whole range of skills, and kind of the core function of the programme, we kind of offer support in how to get there. So we work with uh, Social Enterprise Academy Scotland's work on team dynamics. And then we've, we partnered historically with uh, an expert in design thinking who kind of helped build our program to, to take students through digital platforms to kind of think about things differently. So never asking difficult questions, but using the double diamond technique to really get them to, to think big about huge, huge questions. And then they create a five-minute video um, and a four-page report for their partners with their ideas. And Mike, you've been a part of this for a long time. What first attracted you to it and, and why are you sticking with it? Uh, yeah, Ella approached me about taking part in it. And I had been familiar with the Students as Change Agents project for, for a number of years prior to that. So I was um, very much interested, actually, in, in finding out what students in particular would find when presented with questions around this. As an organization, um, we are looking to do a lot of expansion into the area of retrofit and energy efficiency and sustainability. And those are unique challenges that Scotland faces 
uh, given the amount of tenement properties and the very sort of ambitious, needed but ambitious targets that the Scottish government has set around net zero for the country by 2040. Right now, the a lot of the the conversations that are going around about how to actually deal with this, how to deal with the, the various challenges that tenement properties face, um, whether it be owner occupiers, landlords, social housing, to get energy emissions down to replace gas boilers with other heating systems is very much in its infancy as far as sort of what is possible. What I wanted to see was sort of if if people that didn't work in the sector but were interested in the, the the overarching sort of goals around addressing the climate emergency could come up with some ideas that would support us. And with the presentations they gave us, with the ideas that they they gave us, that's uh, that is exactly what they did. And Jazz, you work in communications, so you know a good presentation when you see one. Were you impressed with what the students came up with? Yeah, I thought it was really kind of amazing, like what they were managing to come up with while balancing, I'm sure, a lot of exams and essays and social life hopefully yeah I was really impressed they looked professional a few times I wanted to kind of be like where did you edit that where did you get those graphics from or that information from yeah and they were really well put together and I thought it was really nice that you could really tell the team did support each other it didn't feel like someone had just carried the load it really felt like they were all in it together and they were really passionate and it really did show through how much care they took just putting everything together. I'm sure it wasn't easy, but it it looked great, yeah. And Al, I think it's such a great opportunity for the students to get involved in something that is to the side of their studies, but equally makes them so employable, right? Well, absolutely. And this is the, these things that students tell us as well. I mean, for years, students have been saying that they want to see where they can have sustainability or the climate emergency kind of in curriculum. Um, and they're also saying, well, where, how can we do can we take on real world problems as well? And it's always going to be difficult for, for a fixed curriculum to to deliver that. Having the opportunity to do it in a co-curricular environment and, and be far more fluid about it offers up a whole heap of opportunities for students to take part. And that's also because you know, look at the cohort that we've had here for Under One Roof. Then we had students join on a Wednesday afternoon. We had students join on a Wednesday evening. Or we had students that took took the program and volunteered as a cohort on a Sunday as well. So it kind of it's that kind of thing that how can we be flexible enough to fit it in alongside their their studies, their caring responsibilities or or their jobs as well. Yeah. And under one roof was one partnership, but there were lots of different questions and partners involved. So tell us about some of the other people that have been involved. We're really lucky at Students as Change Agents that um, when we talk to external partners about what we are, it probably costs a partner around about 15 hours in total to support a challenge. But actually, if you think about how many hours worth of research and insight is going into the programme from students, we're, we're talking like hundreds and hundreds of hours, maybe even eight, eight nine hundred hours um, per challenge. Cohort. And so when we articulate that to a partner, then they become very interested. Recently, we had um, Polworth Parish Church and their community partners, and theirs was focusing on intergenerational uh, living um, in the community. There was another about the, the possibility of having um, master's students actually live with older people in the community that might um, have a, a big house, but no, no companionship. Uh, but we also worked with the Scottish Football Association, Hot on the hills of COP26, they're realising we, they really do need to, 
to have a sustainability plan. And so what can football in Scotland do to become more sustainable is, is their challenge question. And a range of ideas were brought to it. Yeah, and certainly with the Under One Roof project, the ideas were everything from an app to all sorts of other things. I mean, speaking as someone who has to then almost take those ideas and figure out if they can be put into practice, how did they help you? Some of it was just giving us ideas that we hadn't thought about before. Um, And there were some issues around um, ideas that were brought around, around um, like festival, for example, which I thought was really uh, an interesting idea. You know, we're we're moving a bit actually out into that area. We're going to be running Edinburgh and East Lothian Doors Open Days this year. And so it's just not something that we had, would traditionally have been doing able to do. So that gives us even more of a sort of an idea of scope of, you know, what we could be looking at. So some of that was really helpful. And I think also the one of the things that really struck out to me that was useful was getting both during the presentations and even after the in the follow up of the conversations that we had after the fact was getting information about what's being done in other countries because there is no one bullet solution to all of this. So, but there are countries throughout Europe, throughout the world that are, have similar issues that they're dealing with, similar targets that are being set up around emissions and, and how those housing communities, those countries are dealing with those particular issues and what way they're sort of approaching them and having those contacts. We're a small organization, so we don't have a lot of sort of extra capacity to be doing extra research. So having those sort of solutions just saves us so much time to be able to sort of have a start, a jump off point at which we can then be reaching out and seeing what other organizations exist like us and what they can be doing. One of the things that was brilliant with the Under One Roof group, um, and it happens a lot, but it's the it's almost finding out what data isn't there or isn't readily available. So with the Under One Roof group, the, the beautiful questions that people think, oh, am I going to ask this? Am I going to look a fool? What's classed as a tenement was a, was a perfect mm-hmm. question. You think, oh, Mike's, Mike and Jazz are going to know that. But it turns out that's not something that's necessarily readily available. You just open the door to a whole world of data that is missing. And actually, you, you've got the jigsaw pieces for the solution. Um, and until you know everything that's not there, uh, you kind of almost you don't get a chance to, to see what you need to do. Yeah, it's a good point about small organizations being limited in their capacity because you've only got so many people to work and there's already so much work to do. So it's almost like getting this fantastic little task force in to help you with a project. And and I guess from, from the students' point of view, not only are they learning about real-world problems and potentially offering solutions and ideas, they can then put that on their CV, and that must be so impressive for an employer, Jazz. What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. I, like, I have a background in um, student employability, and we would always love when students would say, I did this completely large-scale project. I thought big, like... I worked in a team. It's just something really different on a CV. And I think what's really nice, it's a networking opportunity in itself. So, you know, you're making friends in these projects that might go on to work in industries you might want to work in or provide you opportunities. And it's also something just to talk about in an interview because so many students get to interview and I've done all of these wonderful things at university, but then don't know how to capture that in an interview setting because they think, oh, it's just what I did at uni. It's it's not real. But obviously this project is so grounded in reality a lot of it took place especially for the under one roof project in their homes you know these students live in tenements it couldn't actually be more grounded than that so I think in terms of like employability and just showing them like what's out there what can be done linking it to like current research with Scott Gov and what's coming down the pipeline yeah I think this project is great for students that really wanted just to 
prove to themselves that they could do it, but then also have that recognized by employers as something that is really special and not something they're going to see in a full day of interviewing. It's definitely very unique. Yeah. And I, I guess I don't really need to ask this, but will you be doing this again next year? Have you thought yet what you might ask for the challenge question next time? We haven't, but I am sure that if we are invited to, we'd be more than happy to. We've got plenty of questions that need answering um, or at least need some ideas uh, to help us generate some answers. So we would be thrilled to be, have the opportunity to take part again. And Al, just from the point of view of the university, I mean, this is a funded project. This is going to be available going forwards. We're coming through a pandemic. There's hopefully going to be even more scope. What's going on in the future for this? Well, yeah, the, the next thing for us is kind of what can this look like again in, in a classroom or how do we firm up uh, a hybrid delivery for this? Undoubtedly, working digitally has opened up so many so many different doors for us because we can partner with Mike, who's down the road, as, as easy as we can partner with partners around the world. That is a huge opportunity, how we can expand it and offer, offer as many students at the university a, a Sasha-type experience as possible. Because as Jazz said, then the skills that you are able to be developed or harnessed on, on this program are just incredible. As so many program alumni have said to me, it's been one of the best things they've done at university. And it's kind of, they've been able to apply that learning. And as you said, they've gone into interviews and they've talked about it. They've, they've talked about their team working or we've given them context. Uh, hopefully it's, um, it's all going to go bigger and kind of every sector has got so many wicked problems. And if we can utilize a platform for, for students to kind of contribute to having ideas about what needs to change, then particularly for for charities like Under One Roof, so little capacity. But actually, this kind of thing kind of really gives food for thought for them to think about. It's like, oh, some people have done the work, done some background research for us. Let's focus some of our energies on this because we know the others are white noise. And that's kind of, that's a positive for us as well, certainly. Well, it sounds fantastic. It sounds like a win-win for both sides. So um, mm. thank you so much for telling us about it and good luck for next year. Great. Thanks very much, Kim. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening and remember to check out the other four podcasts in this series. For more information on the Data-Driven Innovation Initiative, visit ddi.ac.uk or follow at Data Capital Ed on Twitter. Twitter.